Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast is with you to talk through what you're watching, listening to, and reading. What you need to check out this weekend, what you can skip next, it's all fair game. For pop culture in high spirits, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. How a Wichita man turned overgrown lawns into social media gold. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, we go deep underground for our latest episode of Hidden Kansas. I call us an adventure museum. It's not just the old stuffy museum where you look at stuff and you're done. We actually have adventure. But first, maybe you've seen the YouTube channel where a man offers to mow someone's lawn for free, then sets up a time-lapse camera. In just a few minutes, we see the yard go from wild and woolly to neat and tidy. Suzanne Perez talked to the Wichita man behind the viral videos. If there's a yard that needs attention, SB Mowing is on the scene. I just was wondering, do you know what's going on with this house over here? I don't. No one comes by to cut the grass? Spencer is an unassuming guy, dressed in jeans and a t-shirt. You would never suspect he's an internet sensation. It's looking pretty bad. (laughs) Spencer scours Wichita neighborhoods for overgrown, neglected yards, and then he transforms them for free and posts the videos on his social media channels. SB Mowing has more than 20 million followers across all platforms, and recently passed 2 billion views. That's billion with a B. Spencer asked that we not use his last name to protect his privacy. He started his lawn mowing business in middle school and continued through high school and college. And then he had an idea. I've always kind of wanted to start a YouTube channel. And then I had a couple videos go viral. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. Like, people are really loving this. And I just kept doing it once a week, every week, for almost two years now. Now his younger brother runs the landscaping business, and for 24-year-old Spencer, social media is a full-time gig. Internet companies don't reveal what they pay, but a YouTuber with 1 million subscribers can make 60000 a year or more. I tell people I have the, the coolest business model ever. I get to go help people out, help neighborhoods out, and do it for free for them. And then these big corporations like Google and Facebook pay me for their ads. Sponsors like Hustler and Marayama supply all the equipment Spencer uses. But he does the work. Some jobs take 10 hours or more. Recently, Spencer spotted a yard near 9th and Oliver that looked like a jungle. Grass and weeds stood more than 6 feet tall in some places. Neighbors told him the house is vacant. City crews mow the grass maybe once a year, they say, but they haven't been around lately. People around here, you know, they they take care of their stuff, but when there's one like this, it makes the whole neighborhood look bad. Spencer sets up a camera on a tripod to document his progress, and he gets to work. We're going to get it looking good. We're going to get the sidewalks cleared up so it's easy for the neighbors to walk on it. And we're going to get it mowed down just so (laughs) it doesn't look like the eyesore anymore. He starts by edging around the curbs and walkways. Then he grabs his shovel and scrapes all the dirt and weeds off the concrete. Along the way, he picks up broken bottles and other trash, and eventually he starts up the mower. Spencer posts a new project every Friday on YouTube. Most of his work is in Wichita, but last winter he traveled to Arkansas, Texas, and Florida to keep the content flowing. What's the appeal? People love Good Samaritans. And there's something magical about watching ugly yards turn beautiful. 
you know, when you speed up the work and you see the transformation, it's super fast-paced. It's really satisfying to watch. For The Range, I'm Suzanne Perez. For more on this story, including a link to videos, go to KMUW.org. About 250 million years ago, Kansas was part of the vast Permian Sea. As time passed, the oceans disappeared, leaving behind deposits of resources. In Kansas, that was salt. A lot of salt. For this month's Hidden Kansas, we sent Tadeo Ruiz down to the mines. Located 600 feet underground and sprawling 150 miles of tunnels, there's only one way in or out of Hutchinson salt mines. Down its creaky and wobbling elevator shaft. As the hoist lowers the elevator, you're engulfed in darkness. The sunlight can no longer reach the hidden corners found deep in the earth. As the elevator reaches the bottom floor and opens its doors to a tour guide? A hundred years ago, this section of the Hutchinson salt mines would have been filled with workers slowly creating new passages through the crystallized walls. But now it's known as Stratica, a museum dedicated to the history of mining and salt. The halls that visitors walk through are massive and riddled with layers upon layers of salt. It's a sight that brings a smile to Myron Marcotte, the mine's mining specialist. For him, the mine might as well be his second home. Before starting work on the museum, he worked there as a miner for 40 years. I wasn't even gone a day. <laughs> as I retired and already knowing I was going to work here. So. Marcotte worked alongside museum officials to restore everything the miners abandoned underground before leaving. Even the garbage left behind has been preserved as a part of the mine's history. But objects aren't the only thing that Marcotte wanted the museum to focus on. There are dozens of hallways that let people explore the mine as part of guided vehicle tours. Aaron Strain is a manager at Stratica and gives tours on the mine's salt safari. We are traveling into an unincorporated part of the mine, which means there's no electricity for us. The ride through the mine's halls becomes a time-traveling expedition. One second, you're looking at the remains of dynamite boxes left in the 1940s. Turn the corner, and suddenly you're looking at markings someone left in the 20s. While Stratica is a museum, it still shares the caverns with active mining operations. Here's Aaron Strain. It's awe-inspiring to think that I could go behind a wall somewhere and just find the miners, basically. They're right here. They're with us. That excitement is what Myron Marcotte wants people to experience at the mines he used to work at, to feel, even for a couple of hours, what it was like to be a worker underground. I call it an adventure museum. It's not just the old stuffy museum where you look at stuff and you're done. We actually have adventure. As the adventure nears its end, the guides wish everyone farewell, and the elevator begins to pull the mine's explorers upward toward the light of day. What, did you guys all have fun here today? For The Range, I'm Tadeo Ruiz. Hidden Kansas explores intriguing spots across our state. You can read more about Tadeo's trip to the salt mines at KMUW.org. And one last thing. Wichita's primary election for mayor is underway, and if you can't find a candidate to vote for, 
Well, that's your fault. There are nine candidates, and they offer a wide variety of options. Want someone with political experience? The current mayor is running again, so is a longtime member of the city council and a former member. Prefer an outsider? Six of the candidates are making their first run for office. Those include a community activist leading the effort to save Century 2, a former TV journalist, a small business owner, and three business professionals. Election Day is Tuesday. You have no reason not to vote. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Beth Collet and Jonathan Huber. Our digital producer is Hugo Pham, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.